What is up, everybody? Joe Sib here with you and my co-host, Anaya Bogue. Welcome to Rad Parenting. Super stoked to be here. We've got a great show for you. I want to let you guys all know, too, that we want to thank everyone once again for all the emails. And we also want to thank everyone for all of the awesome iTunes. Um, I guess those would be like... Reviews? Reviews. Yeah. Or just personal stories about why you like the show. And I just saw one on there today, and it scared the hell out of me. It said... I love the show. Thank you so much for doing it. It has changed the way I am parenting. Why? why wait, why are, you, why are you afraid of that? Why because that I have something you? to do with that. And I just, I oh. wish it would have said, Anea has changed the way I am parenting. <laughs> Joe, like, thank oh, you for oh, your honesty. Focus. There you go. There you go. But just the reviews have been so nice at iTunes and uh, we can't thank you enough. All right, this first, uh, I'm just going to jump right into the show because it's been a, a question that we've gotten at the email address. That's radparenting at gmail.com. People with younger kids have been asking us, especially over the last few weeks with everything that's going on in the world and right now, especially what's going on in Texas, just mm-hmm. sending our prayers and thoughts to everyone in Texas right now. Just I have friends there, family there, and it is just insane. Mm-hmm. It is all over the news. It is such, uh, it's just a horrific situation. And basically a lot of parents have been hitting us up saying, how and when, Anea, do you start? No, no I mean this. Anea. It was no. <laughs> The, the email basically said, hey, how and when do I start talking to my mm-hmm. son or daughter about, and I, I'm just going to put in quotation, the bad news that's mm-hmm. going on in the world. Mm-hmm. And over the last couple of weeks, everything in Charlottesville to everything that's going on in Houston right now and to everything that's going to continue going on in the world because that's just the nature of the world. There is a lot of bad news and topics that I feel as a parent are sometimes hard to talk to our kids about. Even today when I was driving my daughter to school, uh, you know, hey, she's uh, 16 years old. It's heavy topics that are on there, what's going on in Houston and how they're trying to get help to everyone. And, you know, even the thing that really hit her was how a lot of people left the animals behind Mm -hmm. and they're they're dealing with Mm -hmm. that right now. For my son, same thing. So I'm just going to drop right into it. How can we and when do we and is it important to let our kids know about the bad news that's going on in the world the things that aren't so nice right yes okay so first of all uh, i think it's important for us all to acknowledge that we currently live in a world of what i call everywhere media so the notion that you can effectively and consistently shield your child from um, knowing about the, you know, quote unquote, bad things that are going on in the world is is a little unrealistic, I would argue. Because even if you are a no television household, no screen household, whatever, if your kid goes to daycare, preschool, you know, regu- K and up, whatever, um, it, there's a very good chance that your child is going to be exposed because other households are not doing it that way. Um, so I think it's really important, and we've talked about this over and over again, the importance of Having your child know that you are um, an askable adult, for lack of a better meaning, like if they have a question about anything that they encounter in the world, that they feel like you are a safe person who's going to give them space um, and compassion and information about their question. So um, part of establishing that is is arming your kid with 
the basics, you know your child, if you get out ahead of it, it's a better chance than them getting it from somewhere else in a different form, uh, maybe from another kid at school who doesn't have parents who have the time or ability to parent as consciously as maybe you are. Um, you want to make sure that your kid has that information from you as so, opposed to getting it from out. So from if elsewhere. I'm reading you correctly, you're saying let's get your own son or daughter the information before someone else gives them the incorrect yes. information. Because like so many things out there, uh, even with what's going on in Houston with this hurricane, yeah. you know, to a young child, that could, I know this, as a kid when, living in California, I remember earthquakes. That was something that used to freak me out a lot when I was little because yes. I just, you know, the movie Earthquake came out in the 70s and I was like, I don't want to look up and have glass yeah. flying into my face like it did in that movie, you yeah. know? So with, with our children and them hearing about hurricanes for the first time, what you're yeah. almost saying is that, look, start having the conversation about that because if not, someone's going to give them information that's incorrect and they may believe hurricanes are going to hit that's California right. and, tonight. And just know that if your child with you as the source of information has a correct, you know, little, little package of basic facts, no matter what they hear from outside, it is not going to have the same impact because that what they hear first is what is probably going to imprint them most. So if they have a set of, you know, pretty accurate facts because you've sat down and taken the time to like pull those together at an age in an age appropriate way, meaning like language and concepts that your child is going to understand. That's what I mean by appropriate. Then if they go to school and, you know, Bobby or Sal Sally says, "Oh my god, did you hear about the hurricane? I think it's going to come to California and blah blah blah." Your kid already knows, oh no, that's something that happens in certain parts of the world. We have earthquakes over here, and that could be a thing that we might have to deal with at some point, but hurricanes don't happen on this coast. And, and in fact, they could be a teacher to that kid that's been misinformed about the information. And most importantly, they won't be imprinted by this super scary and non-accurate version of what's going on in the world. And it's always Bobby and Sally. It's always Bobby it's and Sally. It's always Bobby Poor and Bobby's Sally. Poor Bobby's and Sally's in the world. I'm so sorry that those usually are my go-tos. <laughs> <laughs> you said that before. Uh, uh, it's funny too because whenever I hear those names, Bobby and Sally, I'm like, there are no kids. I don't think I've met since being yeah. a parent for 16 years a Bobby or a Sally. Yeah. I've met a lot of Seths. I've met a lot of Xanders. Really? <laughs> yeah, tons, tons. And, and so we digress. But anyway, so. With, with that said, I want to go back. I want to return, re go back a little bit because yeah. you, you touched on something so important the, the incorrect information, mm -hmm. which is at the fingertips of all our kids. Yes. So. Can you kind of outline maybe the the steps and 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 how you would set up and frame a conversation to uh, a child that's say eight nine? I mean, sure. your daughter, she's, yeah, she's right around eight, that age. So I feel like this show is so perfect for you because you're literally living in the moment right now. Yeah. So okay. So here's what I'm going to suggest that you know. The, so the very first step is. Um, you know, be prepared to do one of two things. Either get out in front of it, anticipating. So if you've got a, a really curious child or you've just decided, like, we're going to parent in a way where we're always sort of looking at what's going on in the world, knowing that there's a very good chance that our child is going to be exposed to this and we're going to be the initiators. Um, and we want our kid to know what's going on in the world. I, I have to just say that my very strong opinion is that it rarely, if ever, serves our children to over-shelter them. It is much more effective and I think much more practical to um, teach them how to move through the world in everything that it has to offer, both the absolutely beautiful and, and wonderful pieces and the bits that are more scary and challenging. 
And so the first thing is to say, okay, we are going to, you know, do get our facts together, figure out how we're going to deliver this, and we're going to, before he or she even asks, we're going to, we're, we're beating sit them down. to the punch. That's right. Before they come down in the morning and get into the car and go, That's hey, right. what's going on with yeah. this? You've already have a plan in mind. Yes, and I, I would love recommend that. that you not do something like, um, so, so you know, Daddy and I, or Mommy and I, you know, want to, we want to talk to you about something really serious. Remember the way that you package it. Your child is going to read from your distance position. So if you are to have your posture is, oh my God, this is so scary. You know, who knows what's going to happen? This is bubble. Then, then that is what your kid is going to read from you, whether, regardless of what you say. So it's really important for you and your partner to sit down and have a game plan. That's right. Okay. So, so sit down and have a game plan, uh, whenever possible in advance, right? In advance of the question coming. Um, the other, the, the other part of that or the other um, option, and it's going to happen regardless how much you plan, is if your kid on the way to school is like, um, so I've been hearing a lot about blah, 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 um, that you always, 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 100% of the time, please use the, oh my gosh, that is such a good question. I love that you have such a curious mind. I want to make sure that I have all of the correct facts. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to take some time today while you're at school and I'm going to get that information together and it's the first thing that we're going to talk about when I pick you up or when, you know, when we see each other at dinner or or whatever your deal is for the after school time. Always 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 available to you and definitely much better than you winging it and and either you're you're unsettled because you're kind of you're like uh, I wasn't ready for that, and they read your unsettled disposition as mommy or daddy is afraid. Um, this must mean something's really wrong. If they're afraid, I, I better be afraid too. Like fear serves no one I, as a rule. I mean, there's certain moments where you know we have fear as part of our instinct for for self protection, but I would argue that a lot of what's going we're going to touch on in a minute because I want to share a, a, my personal experience with this, like with regard to say a Charlottesville example. Mm -hmm. which is, you know, uh, also devastating, but in a different sense because it's human beings creating this thing versus a force of nature. But what you're saying about fear, our children sensing it in our voice, when I started doing this podcast, I was the master of winging it. I mm -hmm. would wing it. And I probably threw out some answers to my son that probably weren't the best. Mm -hmm. And now I will say to him, hey, buddy, you know what? That's a, you know what, man? That's a good question. That's a good question. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get back to you on that because I really want to have the right answer for it. And you know what he says to me? Dad, that's what Aeneas says. Just give me the answer. <laughs> <laughs> He'll just say, you have to be like, just call Aeneas then. No, no, but what, what, he's, yeah. what he's realizing is, as his parent, I don't have all the answers. I'm not perfect. Yeah. I have to come back with the right answer, whether it's uh, you know dealing with something that's going on in Houston, yeah. whether it's dealing with even you know you, you hear about kidnapping, yes. you hear about all of these uh, these things that happen just in your in your town, and you have to take the moment to go, hey, you know what? Let me get the information on that and find yeah. out what really happened. And here's what's but here's what's like the dual benefit of that is you are also modeling excellent behavior. If I have a question about something in the world, something I don't know about, I can go and find that out. I don't have to pretend I know the answer and be spreading false information. I, it, it is 100% okay. And in fact, it's really awesome to have a curious mind and happen to be living at a time in the world when most of it is at my fingertips 
Okay, again, I'm gonna just cue that one, right? At our fingertips, we don't want our children to just be, especially when they're younger, uh, if they have access to the internet, to be going and just doing searches um, on their own because that can come with a whole, that isn't necessarily any better than them going to school and having a bunch of like kids their own age that are misinformed. So we wanna be careful about that. The other thing that I'm gonna say is I would really encourage people to, you know, we, we sort of think about, you know, the things that we're going to um, shield our kids from in terms of tele access to television and what they might see there. I'm going to make an argument that we add into that bucket of like things we're going to shield our kids from via te television, the news. And here's why, because it is such a powerful um, delivery of information to have images and words being spoken um, that you have to remember have been packaged by that news source to be usually sensationalist, to get people's attention. Somebody with their own bias has edited all of that stuff and it's just like a direct feed into our brain when it's coming through news media in that form, like television uh, media versus taking the time to read an article, our brain is able to filter information more effectively and efficiently when we are reading information versus it just coming into us through pictures on the television. So just avoid, don't have the news on in your house. Read it, share it with your kids um, in the ways that we've been talking about, either getting out in front of it or, or preparing yourself once they've asked the question and then go from there. I love that. Uh, one of the things I've talked about on the show plenty of times is uh, my children's grandparents, old school, mm -hmm. news on all the time when we first started having kids. And that was one of the first things that we asked as parents, hey, when the kids come down, we cannot have the news on. And the other thing that would always trip me out, it was on at full volume yep. because they're hearing. So mm -hmm. not only were our kids just around uh, those images, yeah. just being flown at them a million miles an hour, edited together in a way that it's it's brain candy, yep. and then just at a full volume that was just too much. So no matter where they are in the house, they're hearing yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> and it was just very important, and that's something I would suggest. Uh, it, this is you know this is obviously just our own opinion here that uh, you know if it, wherever your children are, make sure that the that if it is grandparents or aunts and uncles that you say hey you know what when, when we have them around we don't have the news on. Yeah. With that said, uh, I want to take a break with our sponsor, and when we come back, I want your personal story. Okay. that you're going to share with Got us. It. Also some steps as okay. well. Yep. Uh, you're listening to Rad Parenting. Here's a word from our sponsor right now. Welcome back to Rad Parenting. Joe Sib here with you, hanging out with my co-host, Anaya Bogue. And uh, we are talking about when and how to share bad news with our children. Before I get back into it, I, I want to let you guys know that we've got some shows coming up. That's right. Uh, I'm telling jokes. I'm going to be in Seattle. That's right. September 21st at the Jewel Box Theater. And if you want a pair of tickets, uh, I'm doing a two-for-one special. Mm. Check that out. Two-for-one special, Linnea. And that's for Rad Parenting listeners. And nice. I know we've got fans up there. Yeah. Because I see the listeners up there. And if you want to get those tickets, i got to put the readers on for this. Here we go. <laughs> <sighs> if you want to get the read, uh, if you want to get the if you want to get the readers, <laughs> Joe has many many pairs. How rad would that be if I was the comic that when you came to the show you got a special Joe Sib readers edition? <laughs> I love it. September twenty first, I'll be at the Jewel Box Theater. If you want to get tickets to that in Seattle, I'd love for you to come. It's joesib.brownpapertickets.com, and uh, type in the promo code joesib twenty two. And you're getting two for one tickets, like two tickets for like 20 bucks. Also, September 22nd, I'll be at the Hawthorne Lounge in Portland. 
Another great city where we have a ton of listeners. Hawthorne Lounge, September 22nd in Portland. And if you want to get tickets to that, you can go to MikeThrasherPresents.com. Uh, also want to let you know about a big show going on in Los Angeles. Anea, this is her stand-up for girls show. She does it once a year. Is it once a year or twice once a year? Once a year. Annual. Once a year. Yeah. It's a fundraiser for her, um, her organization, Stand Up For Girls. They do an amazing work. It's October 1st at the Improv. And I'm telling you right now, I'm hosting it. And we've got a killer lineup. We'll be announcing a lineup shortly. Do you know anybody that you can say right now that's going to be on? Or do you want to wait? I say, nah, let's wait. Let's, let's wait. Keep, let's keep everybody on their toes. Yes. Yeah. And I will say this, that uh, you know, Judd Apatel, has been a part of this. Um, Pete Holmes has been a part of it in the past. Just to give you the caliber of comedians that are performing on this show, and you can get those tickets if you go to improv.com, select Los Angeles. That's October 1st. Stand up for girls. Get your tickets. All right, that is the business right there. If you want to send a text to us, you can always send a text uh, to uh, text the word parenting to 3131. 31. Text the word parenting to 313131 and we keep you up to date on everything going in the wonderful world of rad parenting. All right, back to our show about bad news, when to share, how to share. You were going to share a personal experience with uh, your own daughter um, with uh, some news that recently happened. Yeah. So um, I don't know, even know how much we've talked about this. So I happen to be the mom of a biracial child. And so Charlottesville really hit home. There's been a hit lot home. of stuff in the news in the last you know year or so that has really been, for my daughter, you know, has prompted questions like, how light does my skin have to be to be safe? Like, Whoa. those are that's a big question. She actually from, asked yes, you that. Yes. After the election, <laughs> that was her big question. Mommy, how, how light does my skin have to be to be safe? Wow. Um, how do we keep daddy safe? safe. You know, these kinds of, those are, I mean, I'm sure our listeners can imagine like as a parent to have your child, you know, something that is unchangeable about them. And, and, uh, so anyway, so when Charlottesville happened, uh, it was a challenge for me to apply the very things that I'm going to talk about today in terms of like, I'm going to share them with you as to how I would, I parent with my own child and children. Um, and that hopefully some of that will work for you. So my goal, um, first and foremost, uh, is is always to have the message with my daughter, and this can even apply with like things she comes home with challenges from school. Life is always going to throw us circumstances that we will not necessarily have control over, things we wouldn't wish for ourselves or anyone else, um, and they can just be like I said, day to day challenges or much bigger things, hurricanes, uh, you know, white supremacists marching in Charlottesville, um, uh, missiles, you know, North Korea firing off missiles, over Japan. right? Exactly. And um, so my message to her, you know, first and foremost is always, while we don't always have control over what life throws at, throws at us, we always have control over the choices we make about how we meet those challenges. So what kind of person do you want to be in the face of these challenges? And so, um, you know, Charlottesville was tough because there's a lot of like where the hurricane, uh, which I'll talk, I'll talk about in a moment is, is more like, this is a, an act natural of nature. Disaster, yeah, yes. It's a natural disaster. Nobody's doing it. And yet we still, as human beings have the ability to choose how do we meet this challenge? How do we act on behalf of ourselves and others? Those sorts of things. So um, I think what's really important in Charlottesville, as I said, was challenging because to to describe to an eight-year-old 
uh, concepts like uh, you know white supremacists and n what Nazis are and 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 so those things were challenging and and there was you know talk about having to like make you know really complex history age appropriate for an eight year old and I don't just mean like I want to shelter her from some of the horrors of say Nazi Germany but but also how do I deliver this in a way that is going to make sense to her and feel relevant and with language and so on. Did you have to take your own advice and take a moment and go, I got to pull together a full plan for yes, her? Yes, I did. And, okay. and I'm a history major. And oh. I still knew because it's such a, because here's the other thing, folks, is it's not just about like, do I have access to, for, to this information? Have I taken the time to educate myself already? But also I need to check in with my feelings around this because it's important, I think, when we are taking the the, and it's not it's not that you can't be passionate or emotional, but a, a when a person, when especially a child, is feeling big emotion from their parents, that energetic exchange will trump. <laughs> <laughs> the information that they're getting. So in other words, the big feel like, oh my gosh, mama feels, seems really upset about this or mama feel, seems really scared about this. They lock into that and then my words are like, blah, 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 blah. And, and we, so we want to avoid that because yeah, what it turns we really, into the Charlie Brown teacher exactly, talking to him. Wah, 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 wah. Exactly. They're not getting any of the information and they're just focusing on that. Is, exactly, which is another reason to take that beat, right? So even if it's like, I, I pretty much have the facts dialed in here and I know what I want to say, but this is a moment where I'm feeling supercharged by this situation. Um, that's another reason to be like, you know what? I, 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 I say to my daughter regular, I love your curious mind. I always start there. I love your curious mind. That is such a wise question. And I want to be able to give you a really thoughtful answer. So we're going to talk about that right after school. And then I make darn sure that I make time. Sometimes it takes 15 minutes to just pull myself together, make a few notes, here are the key bits I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share with her. Um, I, I sometimes anticipate the additional questions that those are going to prompt. And then I make sure that I'm in a really good space, space emotionally. And, um, and usually what helps me to get into that calmer space is I remember that my own, like using my own lesson, I don't have a lot of control over what was happening in Charlottesville, but I definitely have control over using this as a teachable moment to help arm my child with great tools to move through the world as a whole, healthy, compassionate um, human being. So, um, so that's what I did is I, I tried to like make age appropriate some of the, the basic facts. I also use it as a tremendous opportunity to talk about basically an equation in my mind, which is um, fear plus ignorance equals hateful behavior, hateful, mean, destructive behavior. And that's something folks that like you can draw parallels to, to things that go on in the, on the playground. Right. And not, be, not so that we're like out there angry going, yeah, those people who are like, you know, uh, uh, fearful and ignorant, you know, boo on them, but it's more like compassion and having an understanding of what we're dealing with so that we can act accordingly. One of the things that happens to me whenever I'm going through a situation like this is that my son, he, he just wants so many answers so quickly. Mm -hmm. and, I, I, and I could imagine with some of our listeners, they get the same thing where you're answering one question and then all of a sudden he, he asks me another one. And I wasn't prepared for that, but, but now we're in the conversation <laughs> yeah. and I can't right there, take a beat, let me go back. Because sure. I'd, be, I'd be stopping the conversation yeah. all the time. How, how is it when you lay that conversation out to your daughter, do you have to say, hey, honey, 
let, let me tell you what's going on first and then we can ask the questions. Yes. Like, what's your suggestion for that? Yeah, I would say like, you know, um, you know, kids love stories. And I think that if, if you can um, deliver it in a way that you're essentially telling them a story, you know, like, I mean, it, with the Charlottesville thing, it could be like, okay, we're going to have to go a little bit back in time. You know, once upon a time, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, with, uh, with the, the hurricane, always great to draw parallels or analogies, right, that they might be able to have a little bit of a sense of. Um, and so that's what I would do is I would say, you know, let, I'm going to tell you the story and then you can ask me more questions. And whatever of those questions I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready and able to answer, I'm going to answer. And any of the ones that I can't, we're going we're gonna to figure out together. That's a perfectly, not only is it a perfectly good answer, it's also a really strong um, uh, answer that's going to encourage and model behaviors for our kids that they can take out into the world in terms of asking questions, in terms of searching for information, not just taking things at face value, not just letting other people feed us their version of what's going on. Um, and so that's the other part here is that really after you share the story and you let them ask your questions, ask their questions, that you are always um, reiterating how important it is for them to come to their own conclusions. Like, how does that, does that make sense to you? How do you feel about that? What do you think you would do if you were in that situation? So at that point, you're allowing them to start, begin critical thinking. Exactly, exactly. And, 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 and that right there, it, I think is such a, a concept that at least for me as a parent, you, you almost feel like I'm the parent, I'm gonna tell you how you think, and then you're gonna have right. those opinions, and you're gonna be like me, and everything's going to be great. Please well, don't do that. What, yeah. Yep. What you're Please saying do is that. allow these young minds to begin the process of critical thinking. A absolutely. How does that make you feel? Why do you think that happens? That's right. And the reason, folks, that that is so important is remember that we cannot be with our children 24-7. So whether it's... Even though it feels like it. Even though it feels like <laughs> it. Um, so whether it's they're interacting with peers... They have a misguided or misinformed teacher that they're just like, oh, well, my teacher's an authority, so everything that he or she says is, you know, or a textbook or all of these things. When we allow our children and we encourage them to use their critical thinking skills, we have less to worry about because their inclination is going to be, oh, I need to, like, I hear what you're saying and now I need to, you know, fill in the gaps and figure out what I think about that. I'm not just take, we don't share a brain. I have my own brain. I am my own person and I'm going to figure out what, what that means for me and what I think about that. Very, very important. And the earlier that they start to learn that, the better they're going to be at it. Um, I would also argue that we would probably have a few less problems in this country right now if it, critical thinking was something that we all made of greater priority, um, both as parents and in terms of schools and, and, and uh, what we're teaching our kids. Yeah, two of, the, two of the words that you've used, and I've always said that I love teachable moment, mm -hmm. and I really want to share that again with everyone listening, is that that is something I have taken away from Anea over the last uh, 81 episodes, is that usually when my uh, chest starts to get tight and or that look of confusion comes over my face. I'm like, oh, wow, this is a teachable moment that is being thrown in my lap right now for my son or daughter. Yeah. Um, another thing that I can't thank you enough for, and you use it a lot, uh, is taking a, taking a, a beat, yeah. and, and which is really taking a moment. And it's okay as a parent to let our son or daughter, our children know, hey, check it out. I don't have all the answers. Let me go and get you some real answers because I feel that uh, maybe uh, the generation that's listening to this show, sometimes we felt that, and we love our parents, 
that they weren't able to have that opportunity to take the time and go, hey, check it out. I'm going to go get you some real answers. It was a lot like, you know why it's like that? Because I said so. Right. Now, just don't talk to me anymore. Yeah. And, you know, with that said, as the parents that we are today, we're trying to avoid yes. those same circles over and over and over yes. again. Before we get out of here, can you, um, I was going to say, we'll go ahead with yeah, I want to. I want to just do the steps. Yeah, I was gonna leave. say if yeah. you could just do the steps one sure. more time. So I was writing them down, but I just if you can hit them. Okay, home so again. here's okay. So the, so again, the first step is the uh, the get the facts straight or take a beat and 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 say I'm gonna get those and we're gonna come back and talk. So it's we've talked a lot about the importance of telling our kids the truth. So it's not about you know it's not about creating an alternate reality or telling them no everything's gonna be okay like bad things aren't gonna happen to us. Don't do that. It doesn't prepare them for the realities of life. So the first that's the first thing. Talk with your partner. How do you want to deliver it? How do you make it age appropriate so that they're gonna get it? Um, and then pick the right time when when you can follow up on that. Um, the second thing is I think to get really clear about this message um, that I've used and this is uh, up for grabs, take it or leave it, is this message of life is always going to throw us things that we are, are not within our control. What we do have control over is how we meet those challenges, those things that we may not have wanted to happen. We always have control over the person that we want to be and how we want to respond to I, those things. I know this isn't the right analogy to say, but when you're saying life's always going to throw us, it, it, life's always going to throw you curveballs. Now, obviously yeah. Charlottesville, a curveball doesn't even describe right. what that is. What's going on in Houston, a curveball doesn't yeah. even give it even an ounce of what it, what's going on there yeah. right now. Uh, but that analogy is life is going to throw you screwballs and fastballs and sinkers. And, and, and you got to figure out how you're going to stand in that batter's box and still be able to get a hit and get on first base. Yeah. Like you still got to figure exactly. it out. And I think this show was basically given those tools for some of them. Um, yeah. And then the third thing is, and this is what I haven't, I haven't addressed yet is keep in mind the key, um, sort of teachings that we want our children to walk away with and that each of these sort of challenging scenarios, these, these quote unquote bad things that are happening out in the world, um, how we can use them to teach kids really important things like compassion, right? How there, this is a wonderful opportunity when you like, let's just use the, the Texas, the, the hurricane right now, sharing with your kids what some of these people are facing and saying, Wow, like can you imagine if that was if that was our family or 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 maybe you know chances are we have somebody that we actually know like you know mama had a really good friend that I went to high school with that's in the middle of that right now and I saw on Facebook today that you know her home is under x amount of water and and um and you know but look at all the people that are, are coming to help I love and that and what a beautiful thing so yes. that's that's another teaching is, because the is media the media that. hasn't the media doesn't want you to know that everyone that's the thing that you're seeing a lot on social media is the amount of outpouring support and love and help everyone is getting yes that sometimes you don't that story isn't as great as uh the story of everyone dying you yes. know and like the story of like the people that are people that are going out there and saying no i'm here i'm your neighbor i'm coming over to help you right now i love that right exactly um and so and so on that note so the compassion and then how can we help is this idea of like what would you want? Like, if what what can you do? Because some of the some of the the fear um, builds up when it when a child, and I mean for that matter for us as adults, when we feel like there's nothing we can do. And so there's an opportunity to say, okay, so we have this, we feel this compassion. Now, what would we want someone to do for us? What is what? Can you think of anything? Should we sit down as a family and brainstorm maybe some little thing that we could do? Is there? Do you want to have a bake sale this weekend? Do you want to sell some lemonade? Like every penny. 
look, if your kid raises $3 selling lemonade for a day and can, can put that, you know, into a check and send it off to somebody for some relief fund, let me tell you how powerful that will be so that your child in the future, as they face more obstacles, maybe things that hit closer to home, that they can they can meet that with, oh, well, here's a way that I can help and, and, uh, and, and so that they don't feel completely helpless. So that would be number two. The third thing is gratitude. How lucky. When we go to bed tonight, let's do thankful fors. Let's talk about, like, let's think about those people in Texas right now whose, whose homes are underwater and think about, oh my gosh, how great does it feel to be in this warm bed that's dry and we have our family together and we're all safe. So let's simultaneously have compassion for them. Let's think about what we can do, action that we can take to be a source of, 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 of support the way that we would want something to be for us. And let's be in gratitude for the fact that we are safe here in our home while other people are really struggling. Um, those, are, those, are, those are teachable moments, teachings that they will take throughout their lives. So all of a sudden that bad thing becomes this beautiful opportunity to share things and, and give your kids tools and ways of seeing the world and being in the world that they would not otherwise have. And all that can come from bad news and allowing it to be a teachable moment. Exactly. Anea Bogue, thank you so much. As I always say, you know it's a good episode when I don't talk. I mean, I... I <laughs> I, I just was listening, taking it all in. Hey, anyone that's welcome, uh, I want to welcome everyone uh, new to the show. Thank you so much for listening to Rad Parenting. Uh, and uh, we've got a lot of great shows lined up over the next few months. Any suggestions you have, you can always email us. We love your questions. We love your feedback. Radparenting at gmail.com. Anea will actually take the time to answer uh, your questions. Uh, the questions about, um, you know, and then a lot of times I answer the question when people are like, hey, um, is it true that you were in this band? I'm like, yes, I was. Or, you know, whatever. Uh, what was it I want to like? start a punk band. What do I do? Yeah, what was it like when you saw the Ramones? It was fun. Uh, so I'll answer those questions and, and all the questions that you have a lot of the times, a lot of the topics of the 83 shows that we've done have come yeah from these questions from our listeners, radparenting at gmail.com. All right, with, with, with that said, my name is Joe Sib. And Anaya Bo. And we're out of here. Late!